My name is Nancy Farrow, also known as Mama Lou, and I'm the founder of Epic Experience. Epic Experience mission is to empower adult cancer survivors and thrivers to live beyond cancer. I hope that as you listen to Campfires of Hope, Living Beyond Cancer, you find hope, healing, and empowerment. Through stories and education, we aim to guide those impacted by cancer, and more importantly, offer love and support to anyone out there who needs it. This is Beyond Cancer. Hello, everyone. This is Gail, aka Sunshine. Today, we're going to talk about what it's like to go through cancer as a healthcare professional. And the professional we have joining us today is Sarah Marion Lucking, aka Rockstar. So, Rockstar, thank you so much for joining us around the campfire. Thanks, Sunshine. So, first, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and please include one fun fact. All right. So, I am a dermatologist by trade. That is how I was trained in my healthcare profession, and I'm a mom of four young boys. And uh, one fun fact is that this summer, my husband and I traveled to 16 states in our minivan with our four children. Oh, my. we survived. You survived. Now, can you give me one highlight from that? Because that does sound quite uh, adventurous. Oh, I think our big highlight was hiking the Bryce Canyon Trail, the Hoodoo Trail. And my four-year-old turned to me and said, Mom, hiking the Hoodoos is hard. (laughs) <laughs> true statement. True it was, statement. It was hard. <laughs> so also give us a little about your cancer brief um, and where that fits in with being a mom of four. That that must have added a, a whole nother element to that. So tell us when you were diagnosed, what your diagnosis was, what your treatment did, you did all that kind of stuff. I was diagnosed with inflammatory breast cancer in March of 2022 when I was breastfeeding our then three-month-old son. Mm-hmm. I did chemotherapy, bilateral mastectomy with lymph node dissection, and I went flat. Then I did 36 rounds of chemo, and I had my ovaries, uterus, and tubes removed. And that was because I'm estrogen positive and I carry the BRCA mutation. And inflammatory breast cancer, or I'll say IBC, is more rare and aggressive it happens in one to 5% of breast cancer diagnoses, but it has the 10% uh, portion of death cancer deaths for breast cancer. And the prognosis is poor. It's uh, five year survival is 40%. So um, I'm at high risk of recurrence. I've been on a lap rib for a year uh, for my BRCA mutation. And now I'm on a bemacyclib, uh, which is a CDK4-6 inhibitor for two years. And I'm no evidence of disease and I still get regular PET scans. Thank you. Congratulations. Well, and I met uh, Sarah Marion about a year ago and I can say you you all are not looking at her, but her hair is so much longer. It has grown. (laughs) It's lovely. So I'm so happy. Very curly. So I'm so happy to hear that you are still no evidence of disease. That's awesome. Thank Thank you. So as you were going through this journey, what would you say was the most challenging part? Was it mental, emotional, physical combination of all of the above? A little bit, 
um, here and there. Yeah. So first was definitely, I mean, the emotions, you know, all the emotions, all the feelings, the anger, the guilt, the fear, the resentment. I'm looking at my three-month-old wondering if I'll make it to his first birthday. Mm. I had to wean really quickly and that really felt oh, just like such a loss to me. Yeah. Um, and then the physical part of it, I had a couple, I had a woman infection. And then as a healthcare oh. provider, I got an uh, I got an infection on my head and oh my I had God. this rash on the back of my head and I had huge lymph nodes. And so I'm thinking, oh my gosh, my breast cancer has come back. It's on my head. I'm dying. I'm actively dying. And it had a really atypical presentation. And then days go by and finally we're like, it's shingles. I had oh. radiation. And so I was just so stressed with radiation and all of it. And so it was shingles, just an atypical presentation. But oh if you want to gosh. stress out a dermatologist, give That's them a rash you... on the back of their head. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, yeah, I can imagine that was quite uh, stressful, especially as a dermatologist. I can imagine. It's so painful. Oh, yes. Yeah. So how has survivorship affected your daily life as a mom of four? Um, how has it affected your social life? Let's start there first. I think it definitely deepened my, my relationships. I mean, when you mm. go through something really hard, you realize that everybody goes through hard things. Yeah. And it just gave me the space and the time to talk to people about it and really like we had a common language, even though they didn't, might not have cancer, they might have had another issue in their family or their personal life. And so it made my relationships a lot deeper. And we just had such an outpouring of love from the community. Mm. Everyone just came and helped with food and holding the baby and rides for the kids and gifts and offers a breast milk during the breast milk shortage. I mean, my gratitude is so deep for everyone wow. who helped us. It was amazing. Did you, I mean, and I know as a mom of four young boys, your social life, a lot of times probably revolves around them. Did it affect <laughs> your, also your, your friendships with people outside of your immediate family? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I made, well. I made more time for, for friends. Like my friendships kind of deepened, um, and I think that it brought me closer to people and um, hmm. it showed me how much I meant to them, which yeah. uh, I, I just didn't really think about before. And it was very beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. How did it impact you professionally? So we've already said you are a healthcare professional. You are a dermatologist by trade. How did this whole experience affect your professional life? I mean, before I was diagnosed, I was burnt out. It's so mm. common in healthcare. So many of us are burnt out. Healthcare providers never take days off. We don't take sick days. We are right. givers. So we are known for just not putting ourselves first. And I was juggling patient care and being a mom. And I think that what I want everyone to know is that we all have an intrinsic value that is worth more than our profession. We are human being, not doing and we forget that sometimes with this skill that we've, you know, trained ourselves to do. One question I get asked about a lot is, are you back to work yet? Are you back to work as a dermatologist? And right now what I'm doing is, you know, prioritizing my health and being present yeah. for my family, working on being an IBC advocate. And I'm taking all the information that I learned and trying to help other people. Um, like I've written a website and now I'm working to help other people it's called health through cancer to give them access to all the information and tools that I learned. And yeah. for me with being a healthcare provider, it was a blessing because I knew that I either had IBC or had an infection. And so it got me to my diagnosis a lot faster than a lot of other people. 
Interesting. Some people get some people get treated with antibiotics for months before they realize that it's actually breast cancer. Oh wow! And like I said, it's so aggressive, and so you know, I I had a leg up in that standpoint, and I was yeah. very lucky for that. But it was also really scary because when I was in my training, I learned that oh, you get IBC and you die. So <laughs> I really had to unlearn that information oh, that wow, this is yeah. old knowledge. The survival rate is a little bit better. And I also had learned all these terrible side effects, all these medicines, right? And so every time I would get a chemo medicine, I'd be convinced like, well, this is going to happen. This is the side effect I'm going to get. So it was a little bit of, I had to unlearn what I was had been taught. And then I just had to do it afraid, do it yeah. afraid, even though all these bad things can happen. You know, what was my choice? Yeah. Have you struggled at all with, I don't know how much of your identity was as a dermatologist prior to this. And now that you're not a dermatologist, has that been a struggle at all for you? That's a great question. Uh, yes. I think a lot of my identity was tied up in being a healthcare professional. Yeah. You know, a, when you're a doctor, people will be like, oh, Dr. Lucking or, you know, Dr. Yeah. This. And and so you, there's even sometimes I'll go and get my infusions now and they'll say like, oh, Dr. Lucking, how are you? And I'm like, I'm just a patient, guys. Like- and sometimes wow. too, I have to remind my healthcare team, like, please just talk to me like I'm a patient because yeah. I I don't know everything that you know. I know what I know, but I don't know what's new in the field and I don't know oncology and I'm still learning a lot. Interesting. So did you find they made certain assumptions because they knew you were a doctor? So maybe you didn't explain things as much as they would have to someone else. Is that what you mean? Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, but when I had my information session, I would sometimes say, please just tell me everything you would normally say. I might ask questions that are a little bit more random than other people, but please right. just tell me what you would normally say. I want the normal spiel, you know? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. I think so, the other thing too oh, is that ahead. I had this knowledge that was more traditional. And so I knew that my cancer was so aggressive that I really wanted to go further into learning about complementary healing you know, I felt mm. like I was fighting for my life here. So I wanted to do it all. So yeah, I found healing and strength and movement and fasting and nutrition and mindfulness and spirituality. I tried things like acupuncture and Reiki and Qigong. And so I was really open to it all. And that really helped me take ownership and try something new. Had you been open to those things before, or is this something that came up really as you were going through treatment? Oh, I had never tried. Never, (laughs) no, none of it. I mean, I was like, okay, yeah, they sound they sound great, but I had never tried it. (laughs) Right, interesting. So, yeah, that is interesting. Did you do you think you were more open to it because you had all the medical side of it, the traditional side of it? So maybe there was just more openness. Hey, let's try this too. Or was it? Yeah, I think so. And I think I had a friend who encouraged me to try certain things too. Yeah, and she's a survivor as well, and. Um, a practitioner in the healing arts as well. So yeah. uh, she just kept telling me just Sarah Marion, be open to receive and just yeah. try. That's awesome. So where along your journey, did you hear about Epic Experience? Early on, I found out about it from a friend from medical school who had breast cancer a few years earlier. I contacted her when I got diagnosed and she recommended it. And um, she actually volunteers at the camp. That's right. Dr. Cheese it as I'm yes. as <laughs> So what expectations did you have? I don't know how much she told you. So before you went to camp, what expectations did you have of what you were going to be experiencing up there? 
I didn't really have any expectations. She didn't tell me too much. And she told me it a year before. And okay. so I went um, around my one-year diagnosis anniversary, and I just was excited to focus on myself and take a break from the kids and enjoy <laughs> and play in the snow. Those are my expectations. Mine too. Actually, playing in the snow was like top number one expectation. That's awesome. We had so, so much snow at our camp. Yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> So going up there with no expectations, you were kind of like a clean slate. So what did you take away? What was what was the biggest aha moment I guess you had while you were up there? And how have you been able to incorporate that now that you've been back home? It was like being a kid again. I felt like it was such a gift. Yeah, I didn't have to drive anywhere or plan anything or cook anything. And it was just this beautiful gift that I could be a kid and just have fun and experience every minute. And I didn't have to plan or think. And I could just be right there in that minute and savor every minute. And that yes. was amazing. And I remember you just smiling. Look, <laughs> just enjoying it. So how have you been able to take that back home? And if so, how? Yes. I think it's obviously harder when there's a lot more going obviously. on, but I, I definitely have been able to do that. I mean, we've had snow here in Pennsylvania and awesome. I, I got that feeling back the other night. I went for a walk on my own and the snow's falling and it's soft and it's quiet and just feeling my feet crunching in the snow and feeling that joy. Uh, yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Is there anything else I haven't asked you about that you would want to share, in particular with um, someone who is a healthcare professional who might go through the same experience, but also to any survivor who might be listening? I think the biggest thing is just remember how amazing our bodies are. I mean, it feels hmm. like your body's let you down because you've had cancer, yeah. but there are so many processes in our body that are amazing that are healing us every hmm. moment and protecting us every moment of every day. And what I learned through a lot of my readings is that we can kind of boost that effect. And that's amazing. So don't forget how incredible you are. Hmm. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. Well, we always ask this very important question at the end. Marshmallows over a campfire, slow and steady or flame and crispy? Slow and steady. Ah. But also I just want the chocolate. Give me yeah. the dark chocolate. <laughs> so really, it's not about the marshmallow. It never was, it's about about the, the it was never about the marshmallow. It was <laughs> never about the marshmallow. That We're going to end on that. It was never about the marshmallow. Well, Rockstar, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it is, I th it's very interesting to hear what it was like going through this as a professional, as someone in this field who is on the other end right? Who is providing the healing. And now you're having to trust these people who are helping you heal. I can imagine that was, it's a, it adds a new layer to the whole experience, I'm sure. And it was so humbling. And I'm so grateful for everyone who took care of me. Yeah. And that's just another layer of humility and gratitude I have for my whole healthcare team. That's awesome. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. Until the next time we gather around the campfire, keep living beyond cancer. Thank you for listening to this episode of Campfires of Hope, Living Beyond Cancer. 
For more information about Epic Experience and our programs, or to donate, please visit our website at epicexperience.org. Music for this podcast is provided by Moonshiner Collective. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us so we can share our story with more people. Also, be sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts so you'll know when new episodes are released. We hope you come back and join us for our next episode. Valentine.